car or something, but I was interested in that. So that's how it, it was just, you know, happens to be there. I was aware of that. That was what it is. And I wanted right. to learn. So I think that probably subconsciously, you know, without knowing it started this creative component of me just wanting to learn more. So before I even got the money, I was, you know, this cool kid, I thought in small little hick town in Kentucky with, a, you know, buying a wall street journal at the pharmacy or, you know, investor business daily getting online, looking at message boards. So I very self-taught, which is why I lost my money in four days. And, you know, the market was just killing it, which is why right. it's, so I'm turns out I'm not an Oracle. And that's why I made a few million bucks by just chance. I think there were Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations, it's Audley Stevenson, and we're back for another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. Of course, you know that this is the most audacious podcast you find on the internet. There isn't one more audacious than this, and so I really want to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. I would encourage you to connect with us through our social media channels. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel simply by tapping that bell down below. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. And that's how you stay connected to all good things audacious related. Now, on this episode of the podcast, we're going to discuss the importance of planning. And you're going to hear a story about a young man who didn't necessarily do a good job of planning and it ended up costing him a couple million dollars. Uh, Jeremy Delk is a successful entrepreneur who stumbled into day trading at an early age and he ended up making two million dollars only to lose it all in about four days. And you know, this all happened before he was even 21 years old. So he was super, super young. And I just think about what that must have been like and imagine to get that kind of money and lose it so quickly. And it's really wild when you, when you stop and think about it. And Jeremy Jeremy certainly has had a lot of time to, to think about that and dwell on the lessons learned. And, and he now takes those lessons and he invests much of his time, uh, focuses much of the time investing in and advising entrepreneurs and teaching them lessons based on his own past mistakes. Um, he's got an up and coming book that he's, that's going to be coming out and he'll chronicle, again, his journey and, and lessons learned uh, through that process. And, and again, uh, the big, big lesson and the big focus for him is about learning and that's why he invests in others the way he does uh, it really really is a great conversation jeremy had a wealth of insights and information so without any further ado here's my conversation with jeremy delk enjoy jeremy it's a pleasure to have you here with me today on the audacious living podcast thank you for making the time to be here uh, thanks so much. Excited to uh, to join you and uh, 
into it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I, listen, I, I, I'm a big fan of the dialogues and the conversations and, 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 and individual stories. And, you know, I, I, we, actually, we just said sort of second just before we got going here is that, you know, everyone's got a story to tell. Uh, and, and sometimes they don't realize how, whether it be motivational or inspirational or how many lessons, you know, within their own story they can impart to others. So that's the, that's the best part for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, so, so on that, as a, as a serial entrepreneur, um, as, you know, that would be an individual that keeps themselves busy, I would imagine, and they're just kind of going from one thing to the next. I'll sort of talk about your work that you do and, and, and you know, what, what, where you're at today, I guess, is a starting point. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, again, thanks for having me. You know, I guess serial entrepreneur is, you know, you've got serious issues or serial issues, right? Because you, you definitely kind of punish yourself for, for kind of going through and uh, this definition of insanity, right? Doing doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome. But yeah, I'm, you know, small town kid from uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, grew up uh, bourbon capital of the world, um, went to school in Rhode Island, um, and have had a, you know, pretty successful career. You know, I start after college, I started day trading really early in, in college and um, learned some really cool lessons. I was able to, um, you know, tra day trade up to a couple million dollar portfolio and then go bust in four days all before I was 21. So that was, uh, that was a learning curve. And then, yes. you know, went and got a real job and a career in finance actually with Fidelity right. in Boston, New York. And then something happened. Um, I was stable again. I got my footing and was making good money and, you know, comfortable, more than comfortable. I was living a great life in Manhattan, a young single guy. Right. I, I just looked around me and I saw my peers who were 20, 30 years, my senior, and they were doing the same thing that I was doing, but you know, I was driving a BMW, they were driving a Bentley. I mean, but from a, from a component, we weren't making anything other than money. Right. And um, I would come up with this idea and that idea and come through and, Fidelity is a huge company and, and they gave me a, start, a, a, a very early start when probably no one would and, and invested a lot in me. So I've got nothing good, but good things to say about them. But I think Fidelity, like any other big company or corporation, um, it's a lot of, hey, kid, just keep your head down and, and kind of keep going. And okay. for me, I don't know that I even knew it, but I was always this creative, like, hey, wanted to learn, inquisitive and kind of really keep going and, 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 and doing more. And I just saw myself that that was going to be the death of me, not like physical death, but just like, you know, who I was inside, I, I was in, inside this person and want to go out and do more. So, right. um, against my mother's will, <laughs> um, I, I, I did end up going out on my own resigned and, um, they came after me and tried to not get me to resign, which was a good feeling, but I'd already kind of made my mental commitment, went out on my own. And, uh, that would, that was in May of 2002. So nearly 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been a ride been a ride so, so i gotta go back why day trading i mean most 20 you know early 20 or late teens 20 year olds are not thinking about that at least i don't think they are how, how did you how did you land there because that sounds to me like that was sort of the impetus for you and maybe the launch pad is, is to spring forward yeah i mean you'll, you'll definitely find find throughout the podcast that nothing i've done makes the, there's not a logical jump with anything that i've done but that's what makes it cool i guess but but um you know i uh, i lost my dad when i was uh younger i was i was seven okay and um we you know we had a, a small you know there was a life insurance policy deal and there was you know a small inheritance of around i think forty fifty thousand dollars that um my mom and you know the you know trustees and all the people they, they put into um the stock market so i was made aware of that when I was probably 16. 
And they put it in Disney, a very safe, good sure, company. Yeah, and yeah. Cool. If you're a kid, you own, you go to the Disney store, like, oh, I'm buying this. That's <laughs> I own that. Thing. Yeah, I own that. Exactly. <laughs> I own um, you. And then the other was like a 20th century ultra um, mutual fund. Okay. So at 16 or 17, I knew that I was going to, you know, be getting this money. And I don't know that, I mean, yeah, I probably wanted a new car or something, but I was interested in that. So that's how it, it was just, you know happens to be there i was aware of that that was what it is and i wanted right. to learn so i think that probably subconsciously you know without knowing it started this creative component of me just wanting to learn more so before i even got the money i was you know this cool kid i thought in small little hick town in kentucky with a you know buying a wall street journal at the pharmacy or you know investor business daily getting online looking at message boards so i'd very self-taught, which is why I lost my money in four days. And, you know, the market was just killing it, which is why right. it, so I'm, turns out I'm not an Oracle. And that's why I made a few million bucks by just chance. I think there was some, it was, it was gambling day trading in, in okay. my, but I wasn't hedging or whatever, but that's how I got into it. And okay. um, that knowledge, even though I lost everything, it forced me because I'd bought a condo and I had other expenses that, you know, it still gave me a quite a bit of awareness. So, you know, through a bunch of odd jobs that, you know, I'm working on a book that I just finished this chapter, which is kind of telling, I talk about, you know, having all this, you know, cash, but I was in a condo, had a car payment, had all these other pieces and went have $0. So I had to go and get all these odd jobs from renting apartments to mowing right. grass while I was in college. But it was that depth of knowledge from the market that serendipitously gave me my opportunity there. And I think that's probably been the, the antithesis of my life of just nice. go, right? I mean, just, just start because you don't know where it's going to go, man. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, no. so just have experiences, yep. learn, try not to make the same mistakes twice and then yes. go, you know? But I, I, I probably in this short conversation, you, you've probably said the, the word learn half a dozen times. And clearly it's something that uh, is important and significant to you. Uh, it, it, it would, it would in, in my view, my perspective, you know, the, a big part of learning is kind of looking inwards a little bit too and sort of figuring out yourself a little bit and, you know, and, and the situation as well. I wonder if you sort of talk about, you know, what, what, you know, I guess the significance of learning. Let's start there because it's clear that you've learned a few things along the way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, that was obviously a, when you're in it, sometimes I think that's hard, right? Right. It's, it's hard to learn when you're in the situation. So sometimes you have to take an inventory and go back to see what was God or life or the universe trying to tell me in this deal. Right. So when I lost everything, it was fucking horrible, man. Right? Like, dude, what am I going to do? I've got no money. I didn't come from much. Right. So it's not like my mom, you know, world to me would do anything to give me the show off her back, but she, right. there was no safety net, right? So she couldn't help me. So I had to kind of, you know, figure it out. So when I was in that, the world was over as I knew it. Mm -hmm. um, retrospectively now, and, and a few years later after that, when I got stable, um, it was probably the best lesson I've ever learned is that you're never invincible, right? No matter how good things are going, you know, there's always, you know, something on the other side of the corner that could happen. It may not, but just be aware that you, you have to have some sort of self-inventory that you're not invincible. Um, I've also learned that, you know, positively, the bad, really shitty times also aren't forever, right? So there's that 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 balance. And I think me going broke then, dude, I was a 20-year-old kid, 20, yeah, 20, yeah, 20-year-old 20 kid, um, almost 21. What was the really end game, right? 
worst case, I have to go leave Rhode Island and go back home with my mom, with my tail between my legs. That was the worst case. Right. That happened to me now. And I, and, I, and I didn't learn that lesson earlier in life. What about my kid's school, the tuition, the house? Also, you've got more responsibilities now. So I really think I got served that lesson um, for a, a definite reason early on. Got you. Got you. It, it totally makes sense. Uh, uh, losing that kind of money in that short of time. I mean, look. I, I can't imagine. Like I can't. I've, I've never had that opportunity. Thankfully, to lose that kind of money, that's your window of time. Get, get, describe that feeling. What's that like in that moment where you suddenly realize that you had something, a, a vast, you know, a vast resource of it, and all of a sudden it's gone. So it's funny, um, and I, I, there's a, so much to cover, but I, I don't want to jump completely ahead. But I don't know. So I, I learned the lesson of not being invincible. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I ever learned the lesson of you know, I, I guess, it's, so let me back up. So uh, the, the spoiler is I walked away from almost a half a billion dollar deal um, about two years ago. Okay. Um, why, right? That's the question, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, why why, why did me. you do that? Like, right. and um, obviously maybe it's just therapy. I tell myself that it was still the right move, but cause then that, that whole, the value, the business, a whole bunch of you know legal things happened after that. It was a, it was a bit of a disaster. It was a complete disaster. And the value went from, you know, half a billion to probably, you know, seven, $8 million. Mm-hmm. So um, my logic there was opportunity and experience. And I know it's, it's tough, but you know, I've been very blessed and, and, and fortunate enough to have stability, right? I had the house, I had the things right. and I had other income going through. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it like first, like just blown away that there was someone that was really going to potentially pay me that. But then there's this little thing that goes on in the entrepreneur's business of like, Hey, if I'm, if they're willing to do that, what will it be worth in a year? Right. And that was really my, my logic. So the, the way I kind of come to grips with it. And I, and I think I would, I, I was speaking at a business school at University of Kentucky um, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone says, would you do it over again? And I think I would, I, I know I would, right? right. Because my, my thought is like, very few people get that at bat, right? I had, you know, if I would have kept on the trajectory and the world and the universe stayed in, in the same trajectory that it was, you know, I had a real opportunity to be super rare to maybe be, you know, that, that billionaire thing to me, that event would have, that event would have, you know, been more worth it to me because I mean, it was, a, it was a lot of money. It was, it's funny money, that kind of, that kind of cash. Right. But for me, it was more of that opportunity. Like, Hey, this is my one chance. I'm a small town kid from Kentucky. Like, how many, how many chances do you even get? Like you can't buy a lottery ticket and, and win a billion dollars. Right. So right, that's, right. that's what it was for me is, is, is that, so I guess I don't look at it like what I lost. I looked at like, Hey, what was the lesson there and go through, we all have primal core components that we need to, to make sure that we're looking after, but I try to look at it as like, Hey, what's the, what's, what's the overall piece? Cause you know, truthfully it's not about the third house and the, you know, all that stuff. I mean, there was yeah. a time in my life that I, you think you know, it is right. Well, you think it is, or, or you're solving for something else, right? I mean, right. I had a, you know, you know, if you're some, if you're doing all those things, you're buying all these material things, and you're just not really, you know, doing. You have to kind of question yourself, and I and I still do it, right? I love nice things. I like, you know, fast sports cars, all those all those spoils. Mm-hmm. But you got to be conscious on why you're doing it, right? Because I think there was a time in my, I know there was a time in my life 
when I was doing them to kind of fill a different void. And you've got to just be happy with what you what you are, where you are, and what you want to do. Then everything else is secondary, and it's like, hey, that's that's the experiences and what, what's your core core values from that piece. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, it totally does. I mean, it, I mean, there's a few th- themes that I was sort of thinking about as you were talking, uh, but certainly, I mean, you, you sort of talked on you, the, the why piece, knowing what you're doing and, and why you do it. Uh, certainly a sense of satisfaction. I also heard that loud and clear that you've got to have as you go through things. Uh, even going back when you were talking about, you know, you know that, you know, not being invincible, there's, you know, a lesson humility in that as well too, right? That in terms of, you know, knowing who you are, where you are, and knowing that in a moment, what you had today, easy could be gone tomorrow, as you clearly touched on. Absolutely. And I think, you know, again, I, I, this this book that is uh, therapeutic, if you ever do, if you ever think about doing it, but I don't know if you have a book, if you think about it, think yeah. twice about it, because like, it's a painstaking process, because like, mine's <laughs> a memoir component, but the title is like without a plan. Right. And the, the idea of it is, you know, it's been a lot of self-inventory and really kind of questioning why you do it. But I think the, the biggest piece that, you know, just talking to my dad, you're not promised tomorrow, man. You're, mm. you're, you're not. And I think there's, there's a component probably, you know, subconsciously that is what is the driver of me, right? I don't think I'm, I'm not scared of death, but I think maybe, you know, again, I don't want to spoil everything in the book, but there was a component where I, I probably blamed myself early on in life that I maybe should have been on the bike with him and it was a motorcycle deal. And right. But so like, I'm not, am I already on borrowed time? So maybe that's that motivation piece. And that's why I'm, I'm so into embracing, you know, experiences, opportunities, and just trying it because you, you never know the title of the books without a plan, because, you know, people have paralysis over analysis and that's whether you're an entrepreneur, you're an athlete, you're a stay at home mom. Like, Hey, what do I do? Is, is it, is it kindergarten or Montessori for my daughter? Like it's all those things. Right. 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 At some point, no matter how calculated you are, no matter how many scenarios you split test and, and go through. I've been in business long enough. It never works, man. It never works exactly to the plan. So right. why hold yourself up so much Right. as opposed to just getting started? Because you know the other thing you do when you plan something to death, I found is that you've subconsciously put this little, you know, these you know, pathways in your, yeah. in, in your head that, well, that's how it has to happen. Where I go down the path, when I hit that bump, I don't necessarily have a plan of where I'm going. So it allows me to be, you know, more nimble on which way is the right way to go then. Right. If you have this thing planned out and you hit this wall, well, I've got to go left. I've got to go left because I planned. (laughs) But left may be wrong, man. You may be going off a cliff. Yeah. And you know something, when you talk about that plan piece, sometimes like there's, 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 we make these plans with no no evidence or data that would tell us that if we pivot from it, that wouldn't be a better way. We just know that we've got the plan, right? So the, this is what the plan says, but who's to say this turn that we make isn't better? But because we're sticking to the plan, we don't know, right? No, exactly. I mean, I'm a big believer that, you know, not knowing what you don't know is a huge benefit, right? You know, I've been successful, you know, my, my businesses and investment have been in real estate development, building materials, animal health and biologicals, you know, you know, stem cell sciences, human health, you know, none of those industries have anything to do with the other digital media and marketing, but what they do have is their business, right? Maybe it's B2C, it's B2B, but you know, at, at some point, no matter what the value, the, the service, the widget, the, the thing is that's being sold or, or, or commerce and traded for, right? there's a person 
behind the, those other pieces, right? And that's where I, I've got through. And I think where, and, and it, it always hasn't worked out, right? But I take the components on there where I don't necessarily, if I'm going to go into this industry, I'd rather not know how everyone's done it for 20 years because that's your opportunity to come in, right? be naive enough, and then just do it a different way because yeah. you don't know any better. And that's when magic can happen. You also fall on your ass and lose everything too. So I've done both Fair of enough. them, but that's Fair where enough. magic can actually happen. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, and you're right. It, it, it absolutely, that's a great place for magic to happen. And then certainly that naivety that you go into things, there, there, there's value in that, right? Because you're not tainted, you're not uh, you know, affected by what's happened in the past or anything of that nature. But at the same time, you don't necessarily have the benefit of those lessons from the past either. So it, I can see both, both sides of that. Uh, we were talking about the plan. So uh, uh, the plan, was it to be an entrepreneur and, and do the, be where you are now? What was your plan at the tender age of 21 <laughs> well i mean i think that's uh, I, I can say true to form that it's definitely my book because i had one i didn't have one right? right i knew i knew that i wanted something more i think that was it i i knew that i wanted to um you know get out of the small town because you know it was, it was a it was a great upbringing it was a phenomenal upbringing but it was small town usa and which was super safe and fun and your friend and like, it was a great yep. upbringing but, you know, I, I definitely matured early, I think. And, you know, I listened to Sinatra in you know, New York. You can make it here. You can make it anywhere. And I, I always had that affinity for the bigger city. Yeah. I always saw myself in New York. No clue of how I'd ever get there. Right? I mean, I, I didn't. It wasn't like I was in high school thinking I'm going to be a, an institutional equity trader in, on Wall Street. Never was that a plan. But it's where that universe and my path and experiences just kind of took me. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I think that's, that's really it. It's just, I've, I've went through with some conscious components, right? I mean, it's not just going through life aimlessly and going through, but it's like, Hey, doing a self inventory. What am I doing? What do I love? What am I passionate about? What am I interested in? And then, and then go, going from there. Yeah, I mean, it to totally makes sense to do that inventory and identify those passions and figure out what makes you tick and what inspires you, what motivates you, all those sorts of things. Uh, you have a passion for disrupting industries. Uh, explain that and, 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 and what that means and what that means to you uh, specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, if you look at the businesses I've started um, and then since exited, you know, across different industries, the reason I usually exit is because I, it's not fun anymore and, and not fun. Like, you know, it could be, I don't know, I, I could have been a professional athlete and I'm sure it would have been fun playing sport, but I guess when I'm looking at fun, it's not, it, it's not solving for that, the new exciting energetic, like the energetic component of like what's next and what's new. Right. So gotcha. it's a building materials business that we took from not knowing anything about windows and doors to in a short year becoming a retail to a distributor to a manufacturer to getting specced in to doing you know houses like calvin klein and carl icon and you know tens of million dollars a year in revenue at the end of that cycle i'd found my next opportunity which was animal health which I'll, i can talk about in a second no synergies but it just that opportunity came at the time where i was just kind of checked out of the the building materials industry. Cause I did it all right. I, I right, had right. every layer. I didn't know when I got into building materials with my, my partner that there was anything about private label manufacturing in Europe or specs. And I, I had no idea what it was, but right. once I was in the business and I saw the industry 
I saw where I could kind of take it through. I it's, it's like, you know, you're an athlete or you're, you want to climb, but you, you, you have, that's your goal and you want to be able to maximize and get there. After that, you don't stop climbing, right? You that's find right. a different mountain or you that's find right. a different challenge and you, and you go that's through. Right. So for me, that's, that's been the, the piece. And that's the fun part of it is disrupting and applying the experience that I've had and have, you know, through life and business and applying it to other things that are interesting to me at the time, even when I'm scared, like the animal health piece. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can go on monologues forever. So just tell me to shut up. And, 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 uh, <laughs> Where are you good? But, but the animal health piece, like as an example, I remember, um, you know, setting, setting in my house in, in Bartown, Kentucky, and this doctor um, from Australia was trying to explain to me um, what now is very simple, but it was taking whole blood, spinning around. It was platelet-rich plasma, which led into stem cells. Okay. I mean, I'm a sales guy, I think, right? I think I can sell anything. I'm passionate. I'm interested. But I was just like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I'm good. But I, I had no, I have zero I don't see interest. I've got interest in animals and I lo- love animals, sure. but I don't have any other medical, no history at all with, with that. And, you know, that was a six or seven year uh, ride that we took the company end up taking the company public. We took it private. Um, a funny story. If we have time, I can tell you towards mm-hmm. the end. Um, I mean, it led to me having, you know, tea um, with uh, Sheikh Mohammed, the ruler of Dubai. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Wow. There's no path to that, right? There's no way you can't you can't, you can't storyboard that. It goes through some plan. You cannot yeah, plan that at all. Um, but it was a great. It's a life experience. I love that. I love that that part of the world now. And been there, you know, dozens of times. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's been fun. And I learned a lot in that foundation of science and right. medicine. Right. Transition to the next thing. So there was a you know, I mean, Jamie Fox, obviously, you know, multi talented. Sure. Um, sure you know, triple threat, the whole, whole deal. Yeah. He, I saw him in an interview like years and years ago and he was raised by his grandma and his, like, it was so profound, like what he was saying. Cause like his grandma, like kind of go through and just was so hard on him and made him do those things. And it was, this, I know what it was. It was the interview that he was doing like shortly after Ray had came out. Mm. And, um, and th- he's like, my grandma was kind of prepping me for something. I had no clue what's going to happen. She's like, Hey, Hey, Jamie, you gotta learn how to sing there, Jamie. You know, hey, Jamie, gotta get in that piano, Jamie. So all these little skills yes. that he probably hated his grandma for like, come on, bro, like, yes. give me a break. I want to go play football or whatever. Right. All those little skills that she gave him were those little tools in his tool belt for an opportunity that he had no idea and played a phenomenal uh, phenomenal role in, Absolutely. I mean, huge pivotal, pivotal movie. I oftentimes the analogy I use, you know, you know, life doesn't, uh, you know, make sense going forward. When you stop and look back, you can connect all the dots and you can literally it's see so clear, isn't it? why everything had to happen the way it did, or you wouldn't be where you are in this exact moment. And I, and I, and I think of that and, and that's part of the reason why Jeremy, I think it's so important that, that there's, 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 we're, we're open to whatever, whatever life presents. Uh, uh, whatever opportunities that come away, you're here, you're in animal science. You're like, well, how did I get here? Like, you're not focusing on, well, I, I don't do this or this isn't my thing or I don't know if I should get. It's like, okay, what, wh- you know, how, how can I get involved? And and I would imagine, and, and maybe you could speak to this, you know, th- th- there's overlaps between industries that you can take from one and maybe not exactly fit, but apply in a certain model or maybe build on and, and, and develop something new. 
Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think, look, I was still scared, right? I think, yeah. you know, you're someone's lying to like, well, I'm going to get in this industry and I will kill it. And I'll be successful. Dude, I had no clue what I was doing, man. <laughs> so you're still scared. But, you know, I think the the whole planning piece goes into the fear component and they being scared. That's why they're, and they're, they're, you know, the paralysis by analysis, I say, and they're, they're really kind of trying to lay out a plan. Right. The biggest mistake I see and this is, you know, to your audience, even, you know, from an entrepreneur to an athlete, it's said this, everyone is so damn scared of failure. And I'm the opposite, man. Like everything that we do, you know, let's, let's set what our goal is and then let's measure what we think success is and then just run through the wall to get there and then measure it. Was it a success or was it a failure? But the failures is where you learn, right? I mean, yes, case in point, absolutely. me making all that money, I didn't learn shit. Like when, I, when I was doing, I didn't learn anything, and it was taken away in four days because I hadn't failed. Right. If, if if I would have had some, you know, it was just all a rocket ship up. If I would have had some setbacks earlier on, arguably I could have I, I I could have learned from those and then hedged and and not not have lost it all. But for me, right. it was in the cards to to lose it all. So failure is where the good stuff is, man. And I think we've got whether it's in school and creating like you know this whole idea of like hey, failure is bad coming through. Failure needs to be embraced, man, because that's yeah. really where you where you go through and look at you know if it's, if it's Kobe, but you know R.I.P. or you know LeBron, those guys, you know, they, they didn't just get to where they are no. by like everything coming to them. It's a hard work. What you see is him setting, you know, now he's number two in points all time behind. You know, like you, that's what you see, right? With all the stuff he was doing in the lab, of course, right, yeah. he's a specimen and is a course, you know, completely just talented, but the work ethic. That's right. what we don't do behind the scenes. And right. it's the stuff going through. And fact, that, that's the piece that no one sees. Well, um, it's not sexy, if you will, right? Because it's it's hard work. It's the grind. It's right. the early morning. It's the late nights. It's it's all of that. The injuries and things that you, you fight through. But again, we, you know, what we see is what's on the spotlight because that's what the appeal is. Right. Yeah. And we live in a, with, you know, you know, with your social media feeds and your phone oh, and everything, yeah. you know, just yeah. constant there. We live in this microwave, you know, immediate gratification society, which is tough. And I mean, I feel, I feel for, you know, I'm just, I'm turning 42 next month and I feel for like this younger generation, right. Um, who I've got, you know, I've got, you know, they, they, they work for me and they work for my, they're my staff and they come out and some of them, not all of them, but, but some of them have this level of like, well, I got a four-year degree or even better. I got an MBA, which is. Uh, the whole other story, but I've done those things. So now I'm due this comp, this, 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 right. and it's just this, well, I, I ticked that box, man, it doesn't work like that. Right. I mean, if you, if you finish your school for a trade, like, you know, law, medicine, okay, there's a pathway, but sure. General education and you, you've got to prove yourself and stand out and, and, and have that, that other, it's just not, it's not entitled or it's just, there's a sense of entitlement, but nothing's promised to you. You've got to apply it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You absolutely have to. And, you know, I think there's great value in doing so because again, so what we sort of touched on is you, you don't know where that path will take you, what door will open, what opportunity will be created because you, you, you took a chance on something. You didn't know, like no one goes to anything having all the answers. We don't, right? But it still doesn't mean that we can't take some form of action. Right. So, right. And, and think about it. Like, and I think, you know, I try to do this myself. Um, 
but I don't always, I mean, again, you know, after my, my deal fell apart again, I got like a huge regulatory issue and up having to pay like a couple million dollars in fine. I mean, it was a, it was a bad experience. So even me who's tenured in business and been through some things, um, I know that, you know, nothing bad always lasts forever, but right. it, sometimes it feels like when you're in it, man, like I know all the tools, but like, right. dude, the world's coming like, what, what do I even do? And, and whatever, but you know, hunker down, try to go through and then just re up. And, and I think that's the, that's the lesson. Yeah. And you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if for me in college, I, I went home with my mom, right. Or, Hey, you want to start a business or you want to start an idea or you want to go into a, a cross sport or you want to be a better, you know, housewife, whatever it is that you want to do. Yep, yep. Hey, take us take one step. That's it. Don't have to go all the way in. Don't have to quit your job and adopt two kids. Like take one step. Right. And then get your footing. See what happens. Maybe you slip on the first one. Okay. Get grounded and, and then go forward. But it's that continuing movement forward yep. is where you'll get that confidence up. Right. And I think that's, that's where the, that's a good foundation to be. It's it's much easier said than done, um, especially on your first one. But after you get more and more, you have confidence in yourself. Like, hey, we'll we'll figure it out. And yeah, you know, yeah for yeah. sure. Uh, a, a part of your story, and you sort of alluded to sort of tough times. I know part of your story that you know there's involvement with the FBI uh, to some degree. What is it? Sort of talk talk about that. I, I'm assuming that's what you're alluding to when you talk about all these tough times. Because I imagine uh, that wasn't an easy period. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we, uh, so this was uh, a business that we had, this was the, the pharmacy business that we mm -hmm. had. We were doing what's uh, integrative health um, and wellness. Yep. And, you know, so compounding pharmacy, if you were allergic to sugar, for instance, and you need to cough syrup, the doctor could call in prescription and they would change the sugar for, you know, stevia or something. And then you make that. So we were treating well care or integrative health patients. Um, and I had my own health journey. I'd, I'd probably lost 70 pounds. I was, you know, the CEO of this company. And, you know, so, wow, this is something really exciting right? Um, from a patient component. So I got really excited myself. Like, wow, besides the business piece, which I'll talk about, this is great. I feel so, I feel so much better. I look better. I'm training better. You know, mm. everything is, is driving. Yeah, then, then it went to like anger because I was like, hey, I had resources. I had money. Like, why didn't I know about this? And then why isn't this mainstream medicine? And that's the next kind of chapter um, that, I, that I started to take um, to make this more affordable to, to everyone. But that business was a rocket ship. So, I mean, we could not control the growth. I mean, we were the fourth fastest growing healthcare company right. um, by right. Inc. Uh, 24th nationwide across all industries in 2019. We were, um, so in a four-year piece, we went from zero to, you know, 50 something million dollars a year in revenue, wow. um, which from experience, there is zero way to control that type of growth. <laughs> and, and look, you know, truthfully, we, we grew really, really fast. And look, we made mistakes. We did, we did, you know, we, we didn't do everything the right way. Sure. Um, you know, thankfully what we did, you know, we hurting patients, there was no, nothing like that, but we were working in what was, what turned out to be a gray area. Mm -hmm. um, where there was guidance on and, um, yeah, made mistakes. It, it, it cost me, you know, personally, you know, a, a lot. Right. Um, it was, a you know, my, my previous criminal history to this was, you know, speeding tickets. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was a real kind of, you know, gravity moment of like, wow, what do you do? So also and to put it in perspective here. So I turned down that, um, 
you know, four and a half, uh, four and fifty million dollar offer. Yep. This FBI raid that apparently was like a, a eighteen month investigation happened like five days later. So like it was like boom, here you go, like turn that down, door number one, door number two. Right. So it went into this component of like wow, and and uh, you, first thing is you want to kind of crawl up in a ball, and I'm pretty. Um, brazen and cocky and all these things. And, right. you know, we were, you know, we had great legal representation and, you know, we came, you know, we were never indicted for things, but we came to government. And I think that was probably in the cards and we went to the government and um, worked out a resolution that um, everyone was okay with. And, you know, when I was having conversations with colleagues, like, I can't believe you're doing that. I can't believe they're like, dude, I don't care how tough you are. Right. Oh, I'm going to beat this guy. You yeah. know, the when you have the the U.S. government as the adversary, <laughs> I just don't walk away. Like you, you don't like. So it's right. yes right. or no, sir. And it was it was probably right. the biggest lesson of humility and like, hey, I'm and I ended up getting out of healthcare completely just because hey, it's a it's a different path. And the pharmacy is still in business and they're still going and still helping people and it's still it's still an industry. But but yeah, that's the a great lesson of hey, listen, yeah, you're one time you're shopping for jets and you're, you know, you've just got, you know, cash on cash on cash. And then the next moment you're, you know, you know, pleading to charges and, you know, whatever. So it's a, it was a, to say it was a low point. It's, it's a, well, that's an understatement for sure, but you know, I'm still here and we, we, we come out and you, you go that's next chapter. And I think yeah. you know, that's, that was part of the, the big reason for the book is, is to be able to kind of tell my story of, and, and hopefully it, it helps resonate with someone else that, yep. That was a pretty bad low, man. Right. And I didn't think there was a, another outside of it. And, you know, there is an opportunity that's, that's always waiting for you and, and, and it will, it, you know, it will pass. You know, you know, and it, it, so those words that will pass, I, I, you know, growing up, my, my mom always said that to, you know, this too shall pass. I, I heard it all the time. And, uh, and, and while I believe that in that moment, it's, it's still tough. It's still, it's difficult to get enthused about the potential on the other side of this, of this, of this bad stuff. Um, but there is, there is reason to, because if you get through that or when you get through that, uh, you, you walk with lessons and understandings and perspectives that not only, uh, put you in a better place but you can now use those experiences to help others and i know a lot of what you work now is you're also you know what you can extend to others and i think helping others is a big part of this right yeah absolutely i mean you know for me you know so i sold that pharmacy place weeds so on the mission to try to make this mainstream for everyone for the masses yep you know, what we saw is like this the service was primarily to the wealthy it was like this concierge medicine so you know, every A-list celebrity you've ever heard of was a patient of ours or was a consumer of, of through their physicians. But that's cool. But like, sure. I was interested from the people in my town, right? Like, how can we make this more and more mainstream? So um, one of the things that we invested in was a telemedicine business that's still there. And I, I've since sold that out, but it's still there and it's going through and they're on that mission to, to make it more and more mainstream. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I just think rightly or wrongly, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not necessarily welcome. I don't think anymore in healthcare. I think I'm, I, I, and maybe it's just self-preservation. I mean, it just scared the shit out of me. I don't, money is not that important. I, I can make right. money. I'm not okay. I, I can make money elsewhere. I just wanted to get out of that, that space sure. and then go through and, and say, it. cause there's one thing to, you know, talk this message. And, you know, I, I'm a big believer, you know, the, I try to look at things that like life, okay, I got this piece of paper here and this is what it says. Oh, it's, good news or bad news, whatever. I don't think this is anything other than an event. What happens is how you react to it and what emotions you apply to it, good or bad, right? I think that is what the triggering component is to things. So I used to be very good, like, oh, I get 
you know, this, oh, uh, inventory shortage is bad, or there's a, you know, there's a lawsuit, or there's an employee that quits or leaves, or, you, or someone hires, or you get a big offer, all of these things that come to you, I try to be as stoic as possible. And even like humor, like, huh, that's interesting. Let's see how this will, will work out. Mm-hmm. And that attitude has really helped me stay really clear and calm. And I've done that for a number of years. Mm-hmm throw all this stuff at you. And I know all these things and they've worked for me for years. Right. I don't care. You just can't get out of your head. Even though I mean, my, my fiance and I were on holiday, right. right. When all this was going on, I'm just like, the world's ending. The world's ending. The world's ending. Nothing's right. going to work. And she just like yells at me like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you just want to be miserable and like say it's all sucking or do you want to just change your mindset? Right. And I needed that from a guy that talks positive mindset and talks, you know, that, that yep. piece, I needed that, that, that check-in. So no matter how good you are in this mastery level of it, you're going to, you're going to drift off and you need to have that discipline to be able to kind of pull yourself back on and go yeah. through. So I felt like that was a component. Believe it. I didn't, I don't want to write this book to tell the story. Cause I, I retrospectively wish this never happened to me, but it did yeah. own yep. it. And, and then now, you know, go through and, and hopefully no one ever has to deal what I went through, right. but right. maybe they can relate to like, Hey, well, that guy did that. And you know, it was bad and, and it's cost him a lot personally in his life and his business and, and everything, but he's still there. Right. And he's still trying to make a positive impact and a positive difference. Yeah, so yeah. that new event that happened to you, you lost your job or you didn't get the promotion. It's okay to feel feelings, but don't let them own you or control you. You got to be able to take that and then go through or even use it. I'm not use this motivation. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to cry here for my desk or I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go change. Yeah. I'm going to start my own business or I'm going to go no, I didn't like that coach, but I'm gonna work harder to prove that coach wrong, yeah. or you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am a big fan of the just the idea of, of of embracing those feelings, allow yourself to feel it because you know we're not robots, right, Jeremy? We're gonna go through emotions, we're gonna go through the ups and downs. Uh, but it's, it's it's what do we where do we choose to stay? Do we want to reside in the down times and stay there because that will guarantee we'll never get out of anything if that's where we choose to stay, or we accept it and then find our ways to slowly pull out of it and i think the, the quicker we can pull out of it and the quicker we can recover and i think that's the difference between you know the, the highly successful people successful people and everyone else is you know they'll, they'll own those periods of downtimes but they just come out of them a lot quicker yeah absolutely i mean you you can either define your emotions or they will define you mm-hmm. i think that's it those are it's, it's a binary outcome and if you can you know again my, my secrets or whatever i do and other secrets but my, my you know style has been forward motion, right? Forward motion, positive thinking, embracing the failure because it's going to come. You will fail at whatever you're doing. I don't care. LeBron James fails. Like you, you are going to fail. Right. How you react to that. If it disheartens you and you get defeated and stop or you embrace it and get better to, and learn from it. That's the other piece. Um, and do life's worth living, man. Just take, take it in, enjoy it. And it's experience. It's a lesson. Like we, we just said, like, you know, lose money, you're going through all these different pieces, maybe hard to learn then, but just take that inventory, look back and, and go through and look Man. at your kids. Your kids see that right on, sure. on much micro scales. They, they, they run through and jump off something, and get hurt. They won't jump off again. They learn. Right. So these are the things that you got to do. We are teaching my, my eight year old, you know, a few years back on riding. He's like, oh, I'm scared of, you know, like, well, I, he didn't say it, but I knew he was scared of falling. I'm like, Hey buddy. Um, are you worried that you're going to crash? Yeah, dad. I'm like, you are. 
No, let's go. Like, no, like you're going to crash. Yes, right? yes, you're yes. going to yes. skin your knee. You're going like yes. back in the day, they didn't have these cool bike guards. I used to get my shoestring caught in mine and boom. I, I don't know if you have that experience. That shit sucked, man. But you know what? Like, and we just came back from Disney World or something, and he yeah. finally got the cur- courage up to ride roller coasters. And yeah. he's a junkie now. Yeah. Year before, he wasn't into him. Like, remember how you were scared? What if you let that fear yeah. never let you get in that roller coaster? Now, now he's riding stuff that, you know, my, my, my fiance won't ride. Like, it's like nuts. Like, you know, why, uh, why, why would they, they do that? And now that's a lesson for him. Like, okay, let me just try it. Oh, I will get hurt, but it, it's only for a little bit. And then it doesn't, that little bit of pain. Yeah. Take the enjoyment of lifetime of riding yeah. a bike. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, a story. I, I've, I've told this story oftentimes uh, on this podcast, the dismay of my my 16 year old son, because, you know, when he was seven or eight years old, I remember taking him to this little basketball training, you know, program. And, and they had this one exercise where they they lined up all the kids and he got to shoot a free throw. And he shot the free throw and missed. And he, I remember running to my leg crying. And he buried his head in my leg. Oh, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not playing no more. I missed it. And I'm like, just go again. And I often, and, and now, you know, he plays all the time. And he's a really good player. And I oftentimes remind him, what if you quit? What if I let you quit because you missed a free throw? Where would you be now? So uh, he's going to say, Dad, you told that story again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's great, though, right? I mean, you helped him. Because he can't see it. That's why he said, hey, I don't like that feeling. And it's natural. Not sure they're not like that. That's the inner component, but it's pushing through that. But yeah, because what would what would he be if he if he would never pick up a ball again? That's right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I love it. Um, I, I know you touched on the book. Uh, it's still in the process. You're still, is, is that something that's happening? And sort of, is it, it's not necessarily an entrepreneurial book. It sounds like a, a bunch of things that are happening in there in terms of lesson, life lessons, business lessons, uh, entrepreneurship. It sounds it's multifaceted, it sounds like. Family, part, I mean, it's, it's everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it's the, the title is Without a Plan, and it's right. a memoir of failing my way to success is, uh, is, is the title. But okay. no, I mean, I touch on everything because it's all, it's all intertwined, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of business stories in there. Sure. But there's also stories in there, you know, about family and going through and like retrospectively looking back at it, right? Like, I think, you know, I, I use this stat all the time. I think you're, you're promised, you're not promised anything, but on average, you've got like 14 to 15 summers with your kids. And I've got an eight-year-old, a three-year-old. And, you know, the the first three years of my son's life, um, I was busy, crazy going through, but like, oh, he's not going to remember that and it's fine and, and whatever. So I had the, the the ability to probably do more at home, but I, I didn't. Right, right, my right. daughter, like, the bond we have is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And I'm so there. So now like regretting, like, man, I, I lost those three years. Right. So going through, so it's, it's learning those pieces about relationships and what makes you happy. I mean, I yep. went through, like, so all the struggles that I, that I've had, um, suck, but I've lived also a blessed life too. So I tell the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. And I think hopefully why well, I don't know, hopefully, cause everyone that we've, you know, working with my editor on it, anyone that's kind of read it and kind of going through, hopefully it's out sometime in September, October that, it does cross so many genres. It's probably gonna get labeled into a business success kind of book, sure, I'm sure. Sure, sure. But it, yeah, I went to stay at home mom to read it and be like, hey, that's interesting because maybe I've got a passion to do this or how yeah. I communicate and really finding out what in your core is what's happiness. So what what is it that is fulfilling you and driving you and making you uh, who you are? I love it. 
I love it. I love it, Jeremy. That's awesome. I'd be remiss if I didn't, uh, as a fellow podcaster, give you an opportunity uh, to talk about uh, your podcast and what it's all about and uh, where listeners can check that out. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we launched um, my, my podcast, you know, just just recently and, and mainly for um, trying to help in, in to tell lessons more, like even more specifics in, you know, in the book. And then I've got something on my website, jeremydelk.com that kind of just put a, a post a, about uh, this, but, you know, in the book, I cover a lot of, you know, broad lessons, but they're just about me. What I wanted to, in my experiences and, you know, the peripheral, I wanted to be able to bring on, you know, entrepreneurs or marketing guy or, or anyone that it doesn't have to be an entrepreneur that goes through and just talk similar to you, an open dialogue about, you know, life, business, and really fulfillment going through and then overcoming that adversity or those fears and those pieces, because they all cross over. If you're just deathly scared of public speaking, then maybe you're deathly scared of communicating to your partner at home or your business partner at, at the office. So just overcoming those and just diving into those nuanceical pieces um, where we can hopefully add some value um, there. I love it. I love it. Again, I, I again, I, I know the grind of a podcast and all the works involved and the planning and everything. So I, I uh, have to commend you and I'll absolutely def- definitely check it out. Um, I, Jeremy, I've really enjoyed this conversation and, and it's been awesome learning about your history, background and, and what you're up to is fantastic. Uh, but I want to ask you one last question before we get on out of here and I'm going to bring it back. Uh, I think in, in, in the beginning we talked about planning, right? And that's yeah. what we, and I mean, you know, we, we talked and we talked well, touched on a number of things, but I want to bring it back to planning for a second. And if, you I've got this. If 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 if, I've, if there's this one listener out there, uh, you know, who, who who's been hearing our conversation, uh, and uh, you know, and taking it in, and and if you were, and if you were, if you were to finish, you know, this sentence, right? In absence of a plan, I should. What would that be? How would you? What would you say to that person? Take action. Mm. Just get started. Just get started. You know, I've i I've not been successful, as I said, just by like airy fairy. Oh, I'm going to go in this industry and hopefully it'll be okay. Of course I had some understanding, but the reality on every time, every time I ever did a business, the goal I thought I was going to was always the wrong goal because I didn't know enough of what the real goal was, but I set a goal, right? Big, small, and different, right? I want to go into and be make an Etsy shop. I don't know how to even do that, but let's say I wanted to be an Etsy shop and make some kind of craft thing. Well, maybe the goal is to set up a store and make one thing. And if it doesn't sell, I'll give it to my grandma or something, right? So just set whatever goal is, but just take action. Just do it and get started. Awesome. Awesome. Great advice. Jeremy, if our listeners want to check you out or or, or learn more about you, where where could we send them? Yeah. So the website's jeremydelk.com, D-E-L-K. And then on all socials, I'm Jeremy S. Delk. Very cool. Well, look, I, Jeremy, I, I appreciated uh, the time today. Again, I was really looking forward to the, the, the chat, and uh, and I think he le- left a lot of great insights. Uh, you know, I'm I'm oftentimes, you know, even when I I, I, you know, I never grow tired of these conversations. I walk away, you know, and I, I undoubtedly will do it after our chat. I'll, I'll sort of think about some of the things I heard, and there's always kind of just one thing that that leaves me with, and I I think the the, the, the significance around planning, um, uh, or and 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 the lack thereof a plan too, because right. you were talking about how it worked both. Both ways, right? So uh, thank you for the insights. Thank you for the time. Uh, it's been awesome to share with you today. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it, Ali.
back we are here on the podcast and first off gotta give a big shout out to speaker author and podcaster jeremy delk i really appreciate you for for being here and sharing your story uh, and in the process passing along some valuable lessons that you know we all can take from you know when when, when his book comes out i uh, definitely eager to check that out and uh, uh maybe we'll get him back on the podcast again to talk about that so so thanks again jeremy you know, when I reflect on my conversation uh, with Jeremy, uh, he left us with a lot of really great things. But if there's just one thing that I take uh, from my chat with him, it would be this. It was Benjamin Franklin who once said, failing to plan is planning to fail. And, and, and we all know that having a well thought out plan that takes into account objectives and risk factors and accountabilities and contingency planning when things go off the rails are all key aspects to any good plan. Now, planning, we all know planning is important because it helps us to establish appropriate goals. And if you've got a really good plan, it will help you determine if the plan is even realistic or not. So it's something to take into account. Now, there's lots of benefits to planning, but if there's one thing that shouldn't be ignored, that would be a peace of mind. And a good plan can definitely give you that. Uh, you know, it, it strips away a lot of the uncertainty from the future and really boosts our confidence uh, and leaving us in an the process leaving us with a, a, a peace of mind and so uh, it's really really important I can't stress uh, the significance of planning but the piece that's also important is sometimes we don't have a plan in place and in the absence of a plan we still need to take action and things may or may not work the exact way that we'd like them to but do keep in mind that there's a lesson to be learned, even when a plan or lack of plan exists. So uh, don't let that not hold you back, but also try as best as you possibly can to put that plan in place. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you'll be immediately alerted every time we've got brand new content that comes out. We've reached the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, got to send a big, big shout out to our amazing listeners. Thank you for, for joining us here and being along for the ride. It's so much appreciated. Love your support. That's been awesome as well. And uh, really, it's been encouraging as we continue this Audacious Jersey sorry, journey. So I appreciate uh, your tremendous support. Until next time, stay safe. Be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.